Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Domestic Boyfriends Podcast. My name is Dean. I'm Vincent. And we bring you the biggest news when it comes to video games, anime, TV shows, movies, and whatever else we want to talk about. Like Ben 10. Watch out for another Ben 10 episode. It's true. Uh, And just like Ben 10, not only do we bring the big news, we also look out for the little guy. Yeah, it's hero time. Uh, I'm going go. That's a different one. Just smacked your hand. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the latest Marvel release, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Manium. But before we go into that, we're going to be talking about something that we were going to talk about before, but we changed it because we're going to be talking about this because I might have messed up the recording last time. But uh, it's something we're more passionate about. Um. It seems like every time we have like every time we're talking about like a Marvel property, we talk about DC stuff and vice versa. Like I'm pretty sure before we talked before we did the Batman episode, Marvel dropped like their entire like phase four. Yeah. And then we were talking about that and then you know. But uh today we're going to be uh talking about in place of news, we're gonna be uh taking a bite out of all of the stuff that we know from Kill- Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Um, week ago, about a week ago, we got a uh, gameplay trailer. Uh, we have a couple storyline trailers that we've gotten <clears throat> ever since the announcement, which was this announced the annu- the announcement was what two years ago, a year and a half ago. Uh, maybe it was a year and a half ago. Was it a year and a half ago? I feel like it's not that long ago that we got the announcement uh, of it, and it is, uh, for lack of better words. Uh, in fact, I really just want to say this because it's a, a, a punch in the gut to some people. Um, this is what we wanted Arkham Knights to be. Uh, it looks amazing. Gotham Knights? Gotham Knights, yeah. Arkham Knights. No, Gotham Knights. We wanted it to to look like this because um, it, it looks amazing. Uh, do, you, do you want to take it away with uh, what we I, know so far? Yeah, absolutely. Um for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who do, uh, for the ones that do, I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway because I love talking about them. Uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is the latest in games from developer Rocksteady, uh, who graced us, uh, I believe, most recently with the end of the Batman Arkham series, Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, the Arkham series just synonymous with uh what it means to make a good comic book video game um yes uh it's you know there was all the there's all those memes going around of like ah, it really makes you feel like spider-man but this game really does make you feel like well those games made you feel like you were batman um they were absolutely fantastic i am uh super fun to play and um, and it was a little concerning once like Gotham Knights came out and it was really bad, um, that people were just going to sort of like drop everything. But fortunately Gotham Knights, despite it, uh, looking somewhat like, uh, like the sequel to, and from the same people that made the previous games, this is actually a direct sequel, uh, a couple years later from the Arkham series itself. It's set in the same universe. Uh, 
And it's also going to be the last game that we... I think this is going to be the last piece of media that's going to be released where Kevin Conroy is going to be Batman. Was it confirmed that this was the last thing that was this the last thing that he worked? I don't I don't know if this was the last thing he did, but we at the very least, it's not out yet, and we know for a fact that Kevin's in it. Oh wow, that's that's crazy. I thought the last thing that he worked on was I thought it was that Justice League movie. Um, it it might have been. He might have like you know recorded all of his lines uh and yeah, finished I mean, that up before this could have happened like, whenever yeah of course, yeah but um wow wow yeah um what is this yeah yep so he is going to be in one episode of I guess a TV movie in, that's in post-production right now, relatively super, uh, Wade, Wade Brewster Eclipse. Uh, the Caped, he's in one episode of the Caped Crusader show that's coming out. Oh, okay. Uh, he's credited for one, and he is credited for the voice of Batman for Kill the Justice League. Prior to that, the last thing he worked on was He-Man and the Universe in the Masters of the Universe. So the Netflix show back in he was in one episode, he voiced one character, and then prior to that, he was in a lot of Masters of the Universe stuff. Oh. Uh okay. Yeah. The last thing prior to that was his voice contributions to multiverses. Yeah. Piece. For this game, it's going to be uh, a departure from uh, from the goth from the uh, Batman games, though, because this one is going to be multiplayer. Uh, you will get to play as at the start one of four members of the Suicide Squad in this game. The members being, uh, of course, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, and King Shark. Um. Man, I and, wish she could play as Killer Croc. It, you know, maybe they they have announced that they will be adding, uh, they'll be adding new characters, uh, and other like just new content to the game later down the line for free. Yes. So, you know, th- maybe who knows? I'm kind of hoping to get to play as the Weasel, but. <laughs> anything's really on the table uh but yeah you get to play as them and the main villains of the game as it stands right now are the justice league uh and brainiacs Brainiacs take well yeah and brainiac but brainiacs taken over um this seemingly the earth uh and he's currently in control of members of the justice league uh, I believe the confirmed ones that we have so far are Superman, Batman, Flash, and Green Lantern. Was there a Green Lantern? Was Green Lantern one of the trailers? He might have been. I'm not too sure. Um, um, we do know. So the basis. We know those three for sure. 
the basis of what we know about the game is it's going to be a four-player cooperative where you are going to be sent on missions by Amanda Waller, uh, and the world is seemingly being taken over by a Brainiac that has control over certain members of the Justice League. We see Wonder Woman hasn't been taken over, um, and apparently we're the you're going to be the last line of defense. Um, and it's honestly, the odds are totally against them. <laughs> like, Oh, absolutely. It, of all of the, like Brainiac grabbed the strongest out of the justice league first, first picks. And we got a big shark, crazy lady, a guy who knows how to shoot a gun, which is very effective. And then a guy that throws boomerangs. And moves really fast. It's Austra- he's Australian too. He's Australian. Yeah, so int- he's like the most venomous out of all of them. Yeah. Um, um, interestingly enough, we see in one of the trailers. So in uh, the gameplay trailer that we saw, we got to see how everybody um, moves around, how they uh, attack, and everything like that. Uh, the differences between each of the characters, um, as we could assume from a lot of them by just the way that uh, they're portrayed in media and like from what we can obviously see on their person. Uh, Harley Quinn is going to be very light on her feet. It seems like she's going to have some type of grappling mechanic where that's, she moves around via a Spider-Man like thread spider uh, and like a drone. I think, I think she like latches onto a drone. That's what it is. Drone man. Uh, and, uh, that's Harley Quinn. Then captain boomerang, uh, is moving fast. Initially, I thought this was... So, Captain Boomerang has a couple iterations on the comics, right? So, the... And sometimes he's a part of the Speed Force, right? No, so... No? N- oh. No. So, there is Captain Boomerang... I read Marvel comic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, there is... Uh, Captain Boomerang, who is, uh, sorry, uh, is George or Digger Harkness, uh, who is the original one and a member of the Rogues Gallery for the Flash, and then he has a son. He has a son with, uh. He has a son with uh, Melina Thawne, who Melina Thawne is the uh, daughter of Thaddeus Thawne, uh, Ah. who is the descendant of both Zoom, uh, Professor Zoom, a.k.a. the Reverse Flash, um, and Cobalt Blue. And Cobalt Blue is... uh, the evil twin of Barry Allen, <laughs> uh, who also has uh, uh, this weird fla- red flame power that can give him speed force. But that that's not here nor there. Uh, Melanie Thon is a descendant of the Thons, but is a... Uh, pr- before Eobard? Yeah. Or no, ancestor to Eobard. It's really confusing with time travel. Um, anyway, she has the... Um, I think she's like predisposed to the speed force, I believe. Um, but Owen Mercer uh, can tap into the speed force. I think I there's see. a version of Owen Mercer 
that is actually the son of like Jesse Quick, who Jesse Quick and Max Mercury don't actually have access to the speed force. They have access to the speed equation, which is an equation yes. that is must be both known and said out loud and focused on while running and they gain equivalent powers to the speed force. Like the speed equation yes. is the speed equation is the solution I, is the solution to the speed force. I do remember in while reading Brightest Day and Darkest uh, Darkest Night and Brightest Day, the very weird scene where uh, what Lady uh, Johnny Quick's daughter is like running on the ri- on like a on the ocean with her dad, and then her dad like explodes or something. Yes, John, uh, but they're saying the equation outside. Ellen. Yes, Jesse Quick uh, and John—that's her father. Um, yeah. Which is also like Johnny Quick is. Like Earth Three Barry Allen, there's like Earth Three version of Barry Allen, but that's he's not here. The, he's, not the, here he's the one from the with the with the owl guy, right? Yeah, evil, evil, the ah. the, the evil guys. Yeah, uh, Ultraman, but not like the. You're Japanese too guy. slow, Flash. Only Johnny Quick can do it. Yeah. Clever one. Yeah, he dies. Um, um, anyway, so he doesn't. Act, this I, initially, I thought this was Owen Mercer. A lot of people did uh, because mm-hmm. like he was both Captain Boomerang and he had the Speed Force. Uh, he could use it in like short bursts. Like, yeah. in this. Yes, one. in this one they go to like a museum, which I I don't know if this is tied to Brainiac or like it's why in the real DC, why in the DC universe people just put like dangerous artifacts of villains or heroes in public view is beyond me because this happens a lot. Like the Flash Museum has like actual things that like the Flash puts like his rogues weapons in there. And like it doesn't make any sense to me, but this is the Speed Force Gauntlet, which I don't. I'm not familiar in any media of what it is, but if I can guess, it just is a thing that taps into the Speed Force, so whoever wears it can go fast. It probably has a charge on it. Um, yeah, but his he he he's very interesting. Uh, we have Deadshot, who is the shooty guy. Uh, pretty obvious. He's got a jetpack. Yeah, jetpack shooty guy. Uh, and then we have... And King Shark Jump. King Shark Jump big uh, and land and has, and has machete in hand. Uh, it seems like the arsenal is very... Uh, besides their own special abilities, like, uh, like Deadshot's gun, seemingly this machete, uh, the boomerangs, and possibly either Harley's bat or her pistol... Uh, the weapons that you can use uh, are interchangeable depending on like who picks yes. them up or who has them. Uh, we saw that King Shark in the gameplay had a minigun, and then we also saw Harley had the same minigun, so we can assume that everybody can switch out like their primary or whatever. Maybe the shotgun's part of uh, Captain Boomerang's arsenal because it's with his colors. But uh, yeah, that's what we, yeah. we we saw gameplay. Looks amazing, really fluid. Hopefully it's like this in actual gameplay. It, it everybody's interacting at the same time. It looks so good. If this game runs, if this game looks as good as what that trailer showed, I I will be satisfied with paying probably what's going to be seventy dollars. It'll probably be seventy dollars. Um, another thing to note, uh, along with the fact that uh, I believe at this point it's it's also like just confirmed. Although I can't like you know 
say for certain um, that anyone can use any weapon. Uh, along with the weapons as well, um, there's also going to be armor that you can equip, different cosmetics. Uh, I believe there oh, is yes. a vanity system that they announced as well, so you can make any armor look like whatever, potentially, you know, don't quote me on it. But um, a big thing was that uh, there's going to be set bonuses styled after different villains and also potentially just different characters. Uh, we saw King Shark using the Bane set bonus, which uh, poisoned enemies, I think, which huh. isn't what Bane does, but you know, yeah, that's cool. Drugs. Um, there's uh, it's going to be sort of borderlandsy with the way weapons drop and other things like that. Um, I, I think that was that was like the big thing the big thing with the villains that the guns will potentially have like different villains that are attached to sort of like the different manufacturers um which will be interesting and cool to see we saw uh somebody had uh LexCorp stuff so it's I I'm so excited yeah, I, I trust this developer wholeheartedly to just make a good video game yeah I am anticipating it uh, it is coming out very very soon, uh, 526 this year, so May 26th. It's going to be on both of our calendars. Uh, it's going to have full cross-play at the start, so anyone buying it anywhere can play with any of their friends. An important thing to keep in mind that that even if you are playing it solo, you are going to have to have an internet connection to be able to play it. Yeah. May Which or may is not a little mean, sad, but may or may not mean forced lobbies. Uh, well, you can play solo. Okay. You don't need to be in a lobby with anyone. Okay. Um, yeah, this is going to be an instant pickup for me. Uh, I don't know if you have anybody else to play with, but you can be, you can be our fourth. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I can be your fourth. Yeah, the Janice and James. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, boys. James was James was actually really mad that we didn't get uh, Arkham. What was it? Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. Yeah, sorry. I was, That's know. okay. He can be mad. He was mad, but he was. You just can be like, happy that you saved money. Yeah. Well, he was like, he was just like, I really want to get this game, but you guys don't want to get it. And we we're just like, it looks, it's bad. Uh, so we, we're gonna buy this instead. Uh, which all of us can. Play on PS5 actually. Yeah. So it'd be great. Sweet. Get and we can all play in Metropolis. Yay. Um I don't know who I'm gonna who are you gonna play? Uh I'm kinda leaning towards King Shark if I'm gonna be honest. Okay. Although Harley does look pretty fun with the whole Spider Man thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I think I think the whole speed force thing. See my biggest Deadshot looks like a Call of Duty character, so I probably won't play him. <laughs> yeah, same. If uh, I wanted to play Call of Duty, I'd play Call of Duty. I think the mobility is going to be the, the coolest thing about it. Um, yeah. Whether or not that's customizable. Could you imagine King Shark, like, King Shark with a jetpack? Or, like, King Shark with a... With a King Spider Shark Spider-Manning yeah, around? Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, sp King Sh can you imagine King Shark moving at the Speed Force? Shark Man. Uh... Oh, kind of, because Gorilla Grodd... Okay, in the comic books, Gorilla Grodd ate the Reverse Flash's brain. Uh, don't think too much about it. 
but he ate his brain, and apparently from that he gained a little bit of Thon's intelligence because you know Thon's like a super smart, like he's a yeah. super, he has super intelligence. But also from eating his brain, he like gained the speed force. So like a, a giant gorilla was super fast. That's horrifying. Yeah, it is extremely horrifying. Uh, Barry was also very horrified because. You know, Gorilla Grodd breaks his leg sometimes, but now he can do it at super, super fast speeds. So, yeah. I am extremely excited. Mark your calendars. 526 this year. Um, yeah, super excited about this. Any last words before I move on to our, uh, our big topic of today? Let's get to it. All right. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. It came out. It sure did. I was looking for the date. Oh. Uh, it um, came out February 17th, 2023. About like a, two weeks ago. Least, least helpful. Uh. <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, it has uh, a, a decent rating. Director Peyton Reed. Uh, writers Jeff Loveness uh, and Larry. Oh, never mind. He's just the writer. Uh, created by Stan Lee uh, and Larry. Larry, Larry Lieber. Larry. Uh, so, uh, as you would assume, we got uh, Scott Lang here, played by Paul Rudd. Um, do you, do you want to? Okay. Oh wait, 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 wait. I actually have notes on this. I have notes. We're oh. not just. We're not just. We're changing up the format, people. Oh. We're not talking about. We're not doing each thing like super. We're not. We're not doing it like that anymore. I have points that I want to talk about. All right. Uh. All right. Cool. So I have some points uh, that I want to talk about. Story. What did you think about the story? The the brief story that we have is that. Uh, Kang, who, if you've been following along with a lot of the Phase Four stuff, uh, is becoming the is now going to be the main villain of this series of movies. He they went from Thanos, the guy who snapped half the universe away uh, that one time in the comic books, and all of the heroes were scared shitless because they weren't sure what they were going to do, uh, and then uh, they they got rid of him. They killed him pretty easily. Uh, then they had to deal with the other him. But now they're bringing in the guy who really hasn't ever, if I'm going to be real, has never beat the Avengers in a comic panel, but has off-screened the Avengers more times than you can literally count. Uh, And that's going to be the next big bad uh, in the Marvel Universe. In this movie, uh, previously we've been introduced to... uh, Nathaniel Richards as a different character in the Loki series. Uh, did, did you watch Loki? I did. We talked about Loki, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we did. I think uh, so. And I don't know. I actually probably not. Probably not. Do you know we, why? Why? Because five minutes before the previews started. While I was sitting in the theater, I finished watching the final episode of Loki on my phone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we haven't talked about Loki. Okay. I don't think we talked about... No, we talked about... Didn't we talk? What did we talk? Okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm going to 
Give, give us like, give me like. I love doing this to my friends. Uh, just give it a second. Well, I'm just gonna look at our different episodes. I don't think we, we started like what Moon Knight. We started doing we we the podcast was out for Moon Knight. We didn't do Wandavision or anything like that. No, I still haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, ah. we did Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight. And then Doctor Strange. Blah, 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 blah. Where, did you know? Did you know? Uh, in March. Did you know that uh, March is going to be our one year anniversary? Oh, it's March. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it? Let me check the. Let me check. It is YouTube. March. Let me check the YouTube. Let me see uh, the. Uh, podcasting doesn't necessarily count because, uh, we had, like, episodes prior. Like, I up- uploaded those episodes prior. Yeah, I think it was March. It was before I started wow. my new job. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. We can make a special episode about that if we want to. Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, so... Anyway, uh, King the Conqueror, uh, we saw him in Loki, uh, timeline shenanigans, uh, about keeping the timeline sacred and that if he were to, if the timeline were to diverse, diverge from this point, uh, it could create multiple branches and cause multiple versions of different stuff to happen. More importantly, uh, what was brought up is that if more, if different versions of Kang exist, that is the end of the universe. Kang can take many forms, but the most dangerous forms are the majority of them that want to conquer the multiverse. So, uh, this story takes place uh, post... Do we really know when this takes place? Definitely post-Endgame. We don't know anything else about um, that, though. If you had to, I have no clue past if, that point. If you had to guess, it's definitely uh, definitely after Spider-Man. Because he doesn't think he's Spider-Man. Or he thinks he's spider The coffee shop owner thinks he's Spider-Man. Uh, uh, so. But anyway. Uh, we get introduced to the cast of characters that we know. Scott Lang, Hope Van Dyne, uh, Dr. Hank Pym. Dr. Hen- Hank Henry Henry Pym. Hank. The accused woman slapper in the comics. Uh, Janet Van Dyne, his wife. Uh, who we can we, let's we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, King the Conqueror, uh, Jonathan Majors. I have a whole section about characters in a minute that we can go over, uh, and that that. But I want to talk about Jonathan Majors after that, because, uh, yeah, uh, Catherine Newton, who is the recast Cassie Lang that we get. Uh, also, yes. Bill Murray. Um. Yeah, just Bill Murray. Also, Bill. Uh, the story uh, that we get is that uh, there is they have been researching uh, Cassie and Hope have been researching. She's also taken like a whole a pseudo mom role. Where where's her parent? Where's Cassie's parents? Did you wonder that in the movie? Like, where's her stepdad and her mom? Well, yeah. Well, presumably. All of this happened in like 
one day, albeit like, I'm still kind of wondering where they were after, you know, jail. Um, yeah. Yeah, they did. It was Hope that like picked it up. And I mean, we don't get confirmation, but like she's in a motherly role, but we assume that they're together, but we've never got confirmation that Hope and Scott are married or anything like that. Yeah. We just get, we're just like, they're still together. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. But she's like there, like a motherly figure. She also calls Hank and Janet grandma and grandpa. And they, at the table, they're talking about like, it's a family, it's family business, which is totally just out of what we know. Like, especially for her, because she hasn't seen, like, it's, she wasn't snapped away. So, unlike Scott, like, or I guess unlike anybody, including Scott and anybody who was snapped away, and it was confirmed that Hank, Janet, and Hope were all snapped away because that's why he couldn't get back. That um, Cassie lived, like, how many years? Like, over, at least, like, over six years. Like, yeah, either with her parents or alone or something. Uh, and so she doesn't, I don't think she has enough time to, like, develop this bond. Oh, I guess, actually, she has the time from with, like, after, no. No, well, no, no. as soon as like he was year. able to come back, it's not like, you know. Well, what? No, I was. He's been s- too busy on tour with his book. Yeah, well, it's not just that. Like, it's only maybe been like a year, I'd say, since like we know it's been like closer to a semester for spite in the Spider-Man film, but like I'd say maybe no more than a year since like the end of Endgame. You know what I mean? Or maybe maybe Spider-Man like talks about it more. Um cuz I know they give a lot of dates. But um she just has like this weird new relationship with Janet and Hank and and Hope that like Hope's like her mom and like those are her grandparents and it's always it's, hap- it's weird. Okay. I've just looked it up. It's happening in 2025. Uh, early 2025, it's happening right around the same time that Wakanda Forever happened, which is the furthest in the timeline that we have so far. Okay, so, but still, like, that's... So it's been two years okay. since the snap. Two years, and she's growing... Well, undo. Yeah, so it's been two years since... It's been two years that she's grown this close with them. Because if you remember, in the first two Ant-Man films, she... Like in the sec- from the first to the second, like after Captain America, he was on a house arrest. Also, Hank's true. Like Hank and Hope were running from the government because Hank was using the Ant-Man suit and uh, Hank's technology. So they were on the run from the government. There was no bonding time for anybody there. So I, I, I'm very confused. Well, she's had two years. I mean that, and maybe like whatever time passed between like the epilogue of Ant-Man and before the snap. But like, yeah, that's still not. I don't think that's a lot of time, honestly. Like, it would that's take- true. But like, you know, if you're given the choice of, oh, this person that my, that is the father of the woman that my dad is currently seeing, is Hank Pym, I'd personally want to get close and learn from him. Yeah, and, you know, and like, and like, weirdly enough, they've developed cat. I mean, we don't really have a lot of personality from Cassie beforehand. Uh, 
Okay, we'll get into characters in a minute. I'm going to finish the story. Uh, yeah. Kang, they, they're doing Quantum Realm... Uh, they're doing Quantum Realm... Uh, research. Scanning. Research, scanning. They, they developed this drone that's going to go down there, send signals and... Or send signals and receive signals. But they didn't inform Janet, the person who's been to the Quantum Realm, any of this. They wanted it to be a surprise. And she's like, turn it off. So... Uh, Stuff happens. They get sections of the quantum round, yada, yada, yada. Go watch the movie. Um, and Kang wants Hank or wants Scott to uh, do the impossible. Help him get out. Yeah, do the impossible, shrink down the uh, time machine engine that he has with his powers. Uh, and um, help him get out so he can use his time machine to like to kill the entire multiverse. Uh, there's a there's a couple things uh, story wise like it, story wise what 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 would you give it would you okay I think I like I have a new rating system that yeah. we should use um how Avengers many t- out of five how many times would you rewatch this movie <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> oh okay <laughs> okay um. I would rewatch this movie maybe <laughs> once or twice. That's about it. It would I also depend how much alcohol okay. I have. Oh, with alcohol? Oh, I could watch this movie one more time. Um, <laughs> I thought this movie was very okay. Uh, it, it's nothing again. The, the acting in it was great. There was just a lot of things that were just kind of weird that happened with it. I, the story was kind of messy and very fast. The I way was, characters... Oh, yeah. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I have the way, the way characters after. were introduced was also kind of messy and haphazard. Um, Bill Murray's character as a whole uh, kind of helped make me have these kind of negative emotions about it. Because, like, they, like, you know, whatever. Bill Murray, cool. He's, he's old. <laughs> Bill um, Murray. But, like... The way that he was portrayed in trailers and the fact that he had a he has this big old stupid face on the uh, I, I love Bill Murray. Um, <laughs> but he has his face up on the poster and it's like big and he's been shown off as like, oh, I am this big, important character. He's a throwaway character. Um, he, he has so little importance in screen time. Yeah. Um, it. Modok as a whole, I just don't understand. What what was the whole it's too late, look at me. I'm such a dick seat. That was just them getting an opportunity to say dick like five times in the movie. Well, we'll we'll get into characters in a minute. Um, I don't think I like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will say there were a lot of things that were just they weren't explained. They were just told to us. Like a lot of things were just said. Like we didn't have any develop like natural developments into it all. Like a lot of like a lot of what Cassie's new intentions were. Um, some things were just it was just said. Like this entire I feel like this entire thing is kind of like odd because you have hope or not hope Janet right. We we just assume that she was. So the explanation we get is why we ne- why Hank studying the quantum realm could never see like the other universe that like the microverse that I- exists in the quantum realm is because it was just like the upper layer or like the surface 
like he could never pass the surface of the microverse or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other things that just don't make any sense to me. For one, uh, where's Janet's powers? Remember at the end of Ant Man and the Wasp that she had like quantum and en- what's the where, quantum energy? Where where yeah. is this? What do all of these people have quantum energy? Did can can they use it to fight? Why isn't Kang using quantum energy? Um, why did they keep asking them how many holes they have? Yeah, uh, somebody had a fetish m- making this movie. Um, yeah, definitely because of the goop and the hole. Definitely, that was a fetish character. Um, but the story, I don't know. It was very much a setup for Kang itself. But my, I think the better parts about it were like Kang, but like it was a very... Some of those things dragged. Also, I just want to say... You know how many Janet had those like, like growy, growy shurikens? Remember? Yeah, and like she didn't think of you know how you know how Scott got out of the quantum realm. He put one of the growy ones in his in his belt. You know what Janet did with all of her growy ones? She explained. She exploded the time engine. Why did she not to think of using the expanding particles to like increase her size to get out of this microverse? I don't think I like this movie. Yeah, now that we're talking about it more, I'm finding a lot of things that just kind of irk in me. Um, but story, I, it's obviously a it's a it's a vehicle to drive like Marvel and everything like that. Um, but fun fact about Kang. Because King was set up, and he was the main well, villain let's get, of this Let's whole get into movie. characters. Let's talk yeah, about let's, Jonathan let's Majors' as King the Conqueror. We can talk about this in a minute. No, no, no. Let's, get, no, let's start yeah, with let's Jonathan get in, Majors. Let's get into, okay, yeah, let's start yeah, with yeah, Jonathan yeah, Majors. Yeah, for sure. Jonathan Majors, King. We've already seen him before. We met him at the end of Loki. Yeah. Um, he, multiversal threat. Yes. Um, stranded uh, in the quantum realm... Not by not by like accident, but because he was um, put there by all of the other kings. Yes, to uh, yeah, try yeah. to prevent him from just conquering the whole multiverse. Yes, um, that's what's alluded to. That's what we can presume that he he was put there. He's the one king that the uh, that king that he is the one king that the the one that one the, king to rule them all. The the one that the version of Nathaniel Richards at the end of Loki has was talking about that he is the conqueror he is the one that's going to try and like turn turn awry. Um, yes, but yeah, um, he has he has this time machine that gets broken. Janet tries to help him and then like touches his neural link to it and like gains all of his memories. Which never goes into detail. Um, we only just assume some things, uh, but I feel like you have more to talk about with this. You, you, you're, you're getting a little angry. <laughs> yeah, okay, keep going. Go ahead. I mean, Pop off. Okay. I mean, I don't even know where it was. Kang, Kang, Kang. Did you? So he's set up as the main villain for this. They beat him. Um. In some way, I won't say yes, what. Yes, we are. We are. And to there's assume... there's things that happen at the end of it. Uh, 
as people who have read the comics and like the way that they've been talking about him for a while, you know, if you've seen Loki, you can kind of guess what might be coming for the MCU. Oh, let's, let's let's also let's also preface all this spoiler alert if you want to listen. Big spoilers, like there. I mean, this movie. There's no way to really talk about it without like going into what's gonna be happening for the MCU going forward. Yeah, so, sorry um, about that, but you know, you should have. I apologize, but it's a movie review. Um, and you heard our our scores for it already. Um, but no way. Did you know that the writer of the movie apparently didn't know that Kang was supposed to be the big villain for the MCU as a whole going forward? So that's why he was written the in this way. That's that's really that's concerning. I mean, they can they can write. He out didn't of it. know about the after credit scene when we writing the movie. I mean, Kang probably would have been a bit of a different character. I mean, we can only assume that that's the thing. Like Kang is a multifaceted character that can exist at one point and be the same person in a different point. He's like the reverse, you know, reverse flash always exists. It's kind of the same thing with Kang. I, I'm not too disappointed with the way that his, uh, portrayal was, um, especially like the end of it towards the end. Uh, and the way that they took care of him, but yeah, it, it, it's okay. I, I don't think it's like too too bad. We'll see more of him. Is what I'm saying. Maybe they can redeem him. Do you think they'll redeem him? I I think they'll redeem him. And like he wasn't even that bad in the movie. He was fine. It's just sort of like everything around him just didn't work, and it, it was just kind of sucked. messy and fast. Yeah. Modok, who's such a cool character in like every single other media that I've seen him, he's just he's literally just stars like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like he's literally Starscream in basically everything. Um <laughs> he's just the annoying kind of smart but also wanting to thwart everyone and take over the world uh villain. He's he's also literally just uh that one red lantern um atrocitus from no the one that's like the one that worked with razor in the animated series what he's literally just ahead um oh yeah that's a whole race of people but yeah it's a whole race of modok why do we have this one um (laughs) because he shrunk dale Dale was just a bad character It, (laughs) it could have been so much cooler if he wasn't so Dale, um, I can't get, I can't, I really can't get. A, a look rec- at me, it, it, Dale. Just don't. Be I can't a dick. get around the fact that uh, the top cast on IMDb doesn't even have him on the air. <laughs> they have the Zaya restaurant bartenders before him. Yeah, like he's Modoff. Like I. It's really, I don't know why that one, like, that whole, like, I'm such a dick, uh, and then him coming out of nowhere to, like, save the day shouting, I'm not a dick. Like, I... It, it, <sighs> yeah. It's, it was definitely the biggest... Modoc lies almost on the same line as Taskmaster with how they changed the character, and made it something that is completely different from the original source in a bad way. 
Because um, yeah. normal Modoc is so much cooler. Also, we, now we can't get Brodoc. You know what Brodoc is? No. Brodoc is Modoc, but he's a bro. So, like, instead oh. of, like... So what he became at the end of the movie. So no, 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 no. Brodock's cool. He wears like sunglasses. So Brodock, uh, instead of mechanically, what is it? What what is it? Mechanical organism designed only to kill. Right? Yes. I'm pretty sure Brodock. Wait, I have a computer. Only designed only for killing. Designed only for killing. Brodox? Why I looked up Brodock. Why does he look like the Elvis? Brodock's acronym stands for Biorobotic Organism Designed Overwhelming for Kissing. Is that Modoc? No, that's Modoc. Where's Brodock? Where's Brodock? Brodock. Where is he? Bro, doc. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Biorobotic organism designed overwhelmingly for kissing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's ripped, but his head is huge. Yeah. It's Bro, oh, doc. The West Coast Avengers. Oh <laughs> my. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, bro, um, doc. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was just kind of a throwaway character. What was really interesting and cool, yeah, like there's bits of the movie that I really liked, like uh, the whole uh, meeting the meeting the like broken up tribes of people of the quantum realm that yes. Cassie and and fucking Scott met. Um, uh, great cast decisions William Jackson Harper constantly reading the mind and like just going like stop I'm trying no you're not uh that that's good that was funny that was interesting uh the guy who was obsessed with holes I I honestly just really liked him he was fun mm -hmm. um him like freaking out that he finally had holes at the end great mm -hmm. <laughs> he was eating people but it just moved so fast Fast. <coughs> yeah, I feel like it moved really fast with a lot of development not happening. Like, I don't know. I think I think a bit of it would have been a bit better if, like, Janet had been the one to be captured instead of Cassie so that we could have spent a bit more time with everyone else. Mm -hmm. Um... And moving towards the moving towards King, uh, King. But like you know, I there's the another bit that irks me is that like the bit at the end where like Cassie Cassie makes the big like announcement and they hijack the signal and her face is up there for the whole thing whole place to see him. She's like, "Hey, rally together." She doesn't. None of these people know her. I mean, some of the some of the natives so, do. Well, some of the natives do, sure, but like, in comparison to the amount of people that are like, yeah, I'm gonna probably throw my life away right here, right now. Sure, yeah. it was a good speech, but like, who are you? Yeah, I can see that. The main villain is literally saying, "I am leaving the quantum realm right now." What is their motivation to help them at all? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am going to leave. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's stop him! Yeah, that's actually very Just true. let him go! That's actually really true. Um, uh, okay. Let's talk about a couple... Uh, Why were these people trying to help him? They're like, oh, this guy's horrible. He wants one thing to be fixed. Let's just help him so he can leave. Yeah, that's very true. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the characters. We've kind of already done it, so we can skip over some. Uh, Bill Murray, a very throwaway character. We've already talked about that. Uh, Catherine Newton as Cassie Lang. I feel like she's a good cast for it. They just didn't write her very well. I agree. As a, I enjoyed her being on screen. She did her job good. Uh, she was the better part of the whole "just don't be a dick" thing. Yeah, I also think that they knew what they were doing. It's they, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. It was just the way that the portrayed her was very off. Like even I feel like it was very small things. Like Cassie is a very compassionate person in the comics. Um, Actually, it's really funny that she is part of this movie because Cassie falls in love with uh, Iron Lad, who is a younger version of Kang. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also Vision, but that's because Vision... So, so when the Avengers disassembled, uh, when Scarlet Witch... <laughs> disassemble. This actually... Wait, oh my gosh. This is actually pretty... This is actually a pretty... I'm having like a fucking... I, I feel like a brick bait... Brick brain? Big brain moment right here. So in the comic books, there were there was this thing called Avengers Disassembled, right? So it prelude it was preluded by a couple things happening in the comics. Most notably, Wanda in like thinking that she had kids, making kids up, making a deal with Mephisto to uh, have like him substitute the souls or him to make the souls. Uh, for her to have kids, right? I think that's kind of how it went. And then it was all like a fan. It was all like a fantasy, and she was making it all up. Uh, and they had to erase her memory. Uh, Agatha Harkness helped with it. They had to erase her memory because she was going like feral that she was losing her kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of preluded that? Uh, in many cases. Uh, was, or what? What came after that was Avengers Disassembled. Uh, I'll, I'll, I think I think also along with that was House of M. Uh, but Avengers Disassembled came first, where uh, the Avengers, uh, like so at the time there were a couple things. For one, Avengers Mansion was a thing. Uh, Avengers Mansion was like run by like Jarvis, who is not the AI of Tony Stark is the actual butler of Hank Pym. Uh, and like, they're just everybody like Avengers live in the Avengers mansion. Um, and what happens is like, what happens is the Kree start invading, right? The Kree, like the blue people and stuff, they start evading with their battleships. There are two large armies in, in the universe, right? It is the Kree uh-huh. and it's the scroll. Earth just happens to be right in the middle of whenever they're fighting, right? So the Kree know about Earth. The Kree start attacking Earth, right? And, like, crazy stuff happens, right? Uh, one of them being that, uh, like, it, uh, New York starts to explode because the Kree are attacking. Uh, what is it? 
uh, She Hulk goes rabid and like rips Vision up in like in half. Uh, Jack of Hearts, uh, who is like a member of the Avengers who has like gamma ra- gamma radiation powers, uh, explodes like just blows himself up. Um, he recently just came back in the comic books and like the last time we saw him was when he blew up, uh, like all those years ago. Uh, and, uh, another uh, Hawkeye like runs out of arrows. So he uses his target, uh, his targeting abilities to, uh, hijack a jet packed Kree soldier and aim himself at the mothership, blowing himself up. That's how he becomes Ronin, by the way. Uh, in case you're wondering. And also, uh, I should have started with this, but Tony's Secretary of Defense at the moment, and that's how the Avengers get paid, is from like the government funding uh, and the fact that Tony holds a position as Secretary of Defense. They, uh, they understand that the Avengers are trying to defend America, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that's how they get paid in all their government funding. Uh, he's, he's drunk. Tony has been sober for like over a decade at this point. Uh, and, and he's drunk at like a hearing that he has to speak at, right? We figure out that all of these things are slowly are being affected, or the cause of all of this, I should say, is the Scarlet Witch going insane that her children do not exist and she blames the Avengers because you know who wiped her memory of them? The Avengers. So she like both like subconsciously and probably consciously starts changing the events to happen. Like the Kree weren't attacking earth. She just warped reality to, for it to happen. She warped reality for all these crazy things to happen for Hulk, for she Hulk to Hulk out and like kill vision. Anyway, the Avengers disassemble for multiple reasons. People died. Their mansion blew up. Tony lost being secretary of defense. So they can't fund the Avengers anymore. A bunch of stuff happened, but the Avengers, the Avengers uh, disassemble, right? Uh, now that I think about it, a lot of stuff comes out of this. I think, like, Secret... No, no. Secret Invasion doesn't happen yet. Or hasn't happened yet. But definitely House of M was around this time. Uh, because wanted to go crazy about her kids and then no more reality. Mutants. Yeah. That was at the end of, at the end of it. Yeah. But yeah, she, like, warped reality. Yeah. When, uh, they were the homo... They were the homo superior instead of the homo inferior. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, anyway, to to bring this all back into the discussion of the movie uh, and me talking about Cassie is that uh, when Iron Iron Lad, uh, this is this will be like more connecting to Kang, is that Iron Lad is a younger version of Nathaniel Richards that gets visited by Kang himself, right? He gets uh, visited by a matured, life lived Kang. Uh, who wants to expedite expedite his world conquering and his timeline destruction by bringing in his younger self into the supervillain slash world dominator business, uh, gives him his suit and travels through time with him, right? Uh, and then, like any sensible 15 or 16-year-old who has shown uh, that he's going to become... Uh, the world's the the multiverse's greatest menace uh he then freaks out uh shoots kang like adult kang into the time stream and goes back to the past to warn the avengers right so he still has king's suit uh it kind of like morphed to his body in a way 
So he goes to the past, but he goes to the past like post Avengers disassembled and he goes to the Avengers mansion, right? Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, all he can find is like a broken vision in a box. So he decides to upload Vision's AI to a suit so he can get, get the memories, uh, the last recorded memories, and all this information about the Avengers, right? Because Vision has all of it. So he does that, and then uh, he meets up with a lot of the other like people who have donned... Uh, he met up with a bunch of other kids who want to make a change. Uh, one of them being Cassie, the other one of them being... Uh, uh, I think it's Elijah Bradley. Yeah, Elijah Bradley. Uh, Wiccan, Hulkling. Elijah becomes... Uh, I, I want to stay... He's not the star-spangled kid. What does he become? Patriot. He's Patriot. Sorry. Um, so he becomes Patriot. And... Uh, so they're all, like, they become, like, these versions. That they're called the Young Avengers. That's what the team they are. And they all become, yep. like, they're all motifed after a different person. So Hulkling, who is actually the half-scroll, half... He is the half-crawl, half, half-crawl? Half-scroll, half-cree son of both the original Captain Marvel, Marvel, and the old Scroll Queen, making him the next in line of the Scroll lineage. Uh... Wiccan, who is the son of a man and a woman who I forget, but is the reincarnated soul of one of Wanda's children, uh, who has oh. like chaos magic and all the stuff that Wanda can do, except he's like considered the demiurge and is like the second coming of God or something like that. Uh, he hasn't gone to that, but he goes, he eventually goes by Wiccan, but he is as the, uh, he's as guardian or something like that, uh, during the Young Avengers run initially. Okay. Hulk is, uh, Hulkling, uh, is the Hulk, is Hulkling because he, he can transform and make himself big and strong because he's a uh, scroll. Um, yeah. Then we have, um, Speed, who is, also the son of a man and woman that I don't remember, but is the other reincarnated soul of one of Wanda's kids because like her being a twin, she imagined twins up. Um, so she is the reincarnated soul of her other son, making Speed and Wiccan uh, actually like brothers. They always call each other brothers in like modern comics. They consider themselves brothers because they are the reincarnated souls of two brothers. Um they have other family, but they call Wanda their mom in that they consider themselves brothers. Whole other thing. Uh, Cassie, who is Stature, that is the name that she takes up now uh, in the MCU. But uh, she w- wears more of like an Ant-Man-esque suit without like a helmet or anything like that. Um, Kate Bishop, right? Kate is also a member of the, uh, of the, of the Young Avengers eventually gains Hawkeye's bow and arrow because like I said before, Hawkeye like launched himself into a Cree mothership to like the, the mother, yeah, the mothership. Uh, so it was, I think Natasha or someone from shield. It might've actually been songbird, uh, his girlfriend at the time that gave his stuff to her, uh, because she modeled herself after him. 
And then mm. um, I think last but not least is America Chavez was in there too, right? America was in the later. I think she was in the later um, renditions. So the original Young Avengers, uh, I put in Young Justice. Well, uh, totally different things. Uh, the original Young Avengers were. There's a lot of people who are in the Young Avengers. Kid Loki, who was the like the current incarnation of Loki, who was a kid after uh, Ragnarok happened, was in there. But originally, it was Kate Hulkling. Uh, Nathaniel, who is Iron Lad, Speed, Stature, uh, Wiccan. Uh, and then a couple other people that came in were uh, America uh, Novar, who I think was also the son of... I think Novar was also the uh, son of Marvell. Mm-hmm. Prodigy, who is an, uh, a mutant who has the ability, he has a really crazy ability. Prodigy can, uh, he can, anything that he learns, uh, he just, he has an omega brain. Like anything that he learns just gets stored in like a, a database. Like he'll know it forever. Um, oh. Yes. So um, he eventually lost his, uh, he eventually lost his uh, ability after M Day. Which was when ninety, like an eighty-eight percent of the mutant population lost their abilities. But yeah. a cool thing about his is that the Stepford Kaku clones of Emma Frost that she considers daughters, who all have her powers, uh, when they work in unison, they have like the power of like an Omega level mutant or something like that. But separately, they're oh, all like cool. pretty. They're all like pretty basic uh, telepaths. I can't um, wait for the mutants to be a part of the MCU. Probably. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Prodigy lost his powers. He can no longer have that ultimate genius recall and everything. But interestingly enough, when he uh, lost his abilities, the stuff where Kaku said, you can't, you can no longer. Um... Okay, so what he does, his ability is he has a telepath- telepathic ability to absorb and mimic the knowledge and skills from the minds of the people in close, close proximity to him. The side effect of this is a self-imposed mental block which prevents him from retaining and absorbing the information uh, permanently. He'll forget about it after a period of time, after he moves away from them, right? Okay. It's an involuntary power. He always has it on. After he lost his abilities, the stuff for Kaku were like, we can remove that mental block. And he gained all of the knowledge he ever learned. Which, like, almost put him in a coma. But also, Prodigy being a part of the X-Men and the Young Avengers, this dude was around everybody. He was around the minds of Hank Pym, Iron Man, Professor Xavier, Magneto, Hank, uh, Hank McCoy, Beast. Everybody that forge like all of the smart people on the x-men plus all of the smart people on the avengers and probably reed richards this guy like literally could be the smartest person in existence because he can have the accumulative knowledge that everybody has really crazy uh and Man, what a problematic character for uh if he was in the mcu right now and knew peter parker was spider-man yeah. Like what happens there? How do we get rid of that? Uh, I don't know. Magic <laughs> again. Magic. Um, Magic. But anyway, uh, so and also an interesting addition is Vision. Yeah. So 
we actually learn halfway through some of the comic after everybody kind of uh, gets new identities and everything like that, um, or halfway through the series, I should say, uh, like Wiccan stops being as guardian uh, because like his magic isn't like as guardian magic. He kind of just wears like a Thor cosplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's literally just chaos magic. Um, Iron Lad's suit becomes autonomous because if you remember, he uploaded Vision's AI to it to gain all of its information. So it becomes autonomous, changes the color of his of the suit, and becomes uh, a real boy. Not really. He's more of like a hollow suit. Um, he, he makes like circuitry in it and everything like that. But he pretty much uh, takes the suit. Uh, Iron Lad gains another suit somehow. I forget how he does it. Um, but he gains his suit back, so he's Iron Lad and Vision coexist. But the suit is connected. Something that they kept in the film is that all of King's technology is all like neurally synced, right? So uh, Vision, now that he has uh, linked for so long with Nathaniel, now has his personality now has his thoughts. He's pretty much like a near one-to-one copy of Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. And also likes Cassie. So Cassie dates a robot for a while. Because uh, Nathaniel's oh. a dick sometimes. Anyway, that uh, has nothing to do with this, but uh, kind of maybe peeks into the future of it. Interesting. Yeah. All right. uh, so... Major players in the future Young Avengers, which we're probably going to get sometime. Um, we kind of discussed this. Janet is a very underused character in this movie. We don't get a lot of her, and when we or we get we get a lot of her, but we get no substance behind it. Um, we we're we're told that she she did all these bad things because she she inadvertently helped Kang. Did you get like an idea that like she was she? Because that she helped Kang and caused all of this accidentally, you know, by helping a person, that they blamed her. I feel like they're blaming her for something that's really small unless she did something else afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear ya. Yeah. Um, she I... lost her, like, weird quantum realm energy powers. Um... And we're kind of just told stuff. We're not really shown too much. We just get explained a bunch of things. Um, yeah. Hank. The movie I, was just frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that we're talking about it. Uh, I think Hank was a really great character. Oh, um, Hank was great. I think, uh, yeah. Michael Douglas does a great job of portraying Hank. He's the ant guy. Despite my, like, complaints about, you know, like, Bill Murray's character being th- a throwaway, uh, his interactions with <laughs> it was um, so Janet good. was really funny. Uh, Hank, Hank, Michael Douglas is just a great actor, yeah. uh, and, like, the writing that they do for Hank is just really good. It's it's always just very amusing Did you see, entertaining. after I watched the movie, did you ever see the Ant-Man and the Wasp deleted scene? Like, the deleted cut that they have on Disney+. Plus? No. So it's, you should go watch it, but to sum it up a little bit, it gives you more backstory onto the mission that caused Ghost's father to die. Oh. Yeah. Um, digitally de aged Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer. 
but uh, it was really good. And it's like 15 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Maybe less than that. Um, eventually, Lily, I feel like, did not do a lot in this movie. She was there, but she obviously wasn't the main character that she was in last film. Um, which is really sad. But, uh, yeah. Um, and then Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd. I think he did a great job. I can't really knock him for what he did. Um, I wish I liked it more. Yeah. Did you know Jimmy Woo was in the, in the movie? No. He was in there for like five seconds. Oh, that's um, good. Okay. Uh, I got a couple, I have a couple other things that we can talk about. Yeah, for sure. This movie, as much as I I I really enjoy Ant Man, um, but I enjoy it different in the comic books than I do here, because the way that we're introduced to Ant Man in this, we don't have a lens of history like we do in the comic books with different people taking on the title of Ant-Man and the different things because the Ant-Man that we're introduced to is Paul Rudd, Scott Lang's Ant-Man, right? The second Ant-Man in the, in the comics, right? Yeah. So I always think Ant-Man's cool from the perspective of Hank Pym. I think they do a great job in the movie, in the MCU with him, but he's not like the mid, like mid 30 to early 40 perfect, like, doctor who wants to seek perfection and reach out beyond the stars there is a scene in the comic books where i think who is he talking to um Hank talks to, he talks to someone so hank was talking to um infinity before you know, the Marvel concept of Infinity. Yeah. Uh, and Infinity had, like... For one, they were fighting. Uh, he got punched by, like, Infinity. Um, two, Infinity said this thing about Hank Pym. How um, he, calls, he calls him Earth's scientist supreme. Because although Reed Richards is the smartest in... Um, I'll, I'll I'll actually just read the panel, um, because it's actually really cool with what he says. Um, of course, it doesn't want to scale. Um, what he says is he tell he's telling him that he is the smartest man that he knows. Um, Avengers have formed many reasons to capture a monster, to thwart a, a, a sorcerer, to stop a prison riot. You save reality from chaos. That's not enough for you. But why me, not Stark or, Re or Richards or Stephen Strange, uh, for what matters when it comes to you? Uh, that's his department, right? Doctor Strange has his own concerns. I needed you. Da, 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 da. I think I can't find the panel, but he talks about how Tony Stark is like the apex of like mechanical engineering, right? 
and Reed Richards is the apex of like scientific knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And that Doctor Strange is the apex of uh, science of not science magic. But the difference between Hank Pym and all of them is that Hank Pym was able to develop something that defied the laws of physics. Hank Pym was able to break reality, remold it, and make it its own by creating the Pym particle. None of those people can say that because they still lie within the same realm of of learning that they do understanding, right? So Strange Mm -hmm. knows magic and knows the peak of magic and even creates his own magic, but he's never done what Hank Pym has done literally making something of his own like accord that breaks the fundamentals of how the universe exists as a human man not as a sorcerer not as like this crazy super genius and you know stretchy man um he he literally breaks the boundaries right mhm and what i'm saying all of this is for is because Hank Pym I have, I have this gripe with the fact that I think that the MCU's movies never match up uh, to the stories that they tell uh, compared to in the comic books because in the comic books we have six months plus to tell these stories and detail out characters. We have two hours to explain who these new characters are, what the threat is, and solve it before uh, everybody has to go home, Right. So, I th- like looking at a character like Hank Pym. I, I think it's a crazy journey. Did you do you want to know what Hank Pym's doing right now? What in the comic books? Um, well, he fused with Ultron, uh, and is half Ultron, half Hank Pym, and is currently accumulating a giant Ultron army in space. Uh, oh. occasionally spacefaring people that are in comics like, like run a lot run on to like Ultrons and they're just like oh fuck I gotta go <laughs> I'm not messing with Ultron today um, everybody knows that this is Hank's fate Janet knows that this is Hank's fate um, it has to do with the extremist virus I believe or something like that oh no they something happened and uh, uh, actually, I think it's Vision's fault that he used his phasing abilities while going through both Ultron and Hank Pym at the same time, and that caused them to merge together. Um, and of course, if you know anything in the original com- in the original comic books, uh, Hank Pym is the father of Ultron and the grandpappy of Vision. Uh, so him be merging with his monster that he created is kind of poetic for him. And Hank, Hank Ultron uh, kind of knows this, that this is his fate and that he kind of, not that he deserves it, but he wants it to happen both as a way to repent for things that he's done. Um, which, okay. The worst thing wasn't smacking his wife. That was like an editorial error. Uh, but like, turning on the Avengers, making up all these identities, being a villain for a while. He's like, I've signed myself to this fate. He's just like, I can't really fight Ultron anyway, so I'm kind of just letting him do whatever he wants. 
Um, but he's also going along with it. Um, in, com- in contrast to this nice old man who's being called Grandpa in the MCU. So, yeah, super crazy. Uh, Sweet. But what I'm trying to get at is that I think I just went into a tangent. Um, this point that I'm tra- this point that I want to go over is I don't I never think of Ant Man. I think I think more of him as a serious character now. But when you hear about Ant Man and you hear and you see his first couple portrayals in the MCU, what do you think of him as a joke character? Or do you think him think of him as a serious character? Um, joke. Yeah, sometimes he rides the line, but this movie was really taking him to that serious character perspective. And I just wanted to do this short talk with you. Do you think that they can pull Ant-Man? Do you think they can? And do you think it's within the character to make him a serious character for the future of the MCU? I think they can. I don't know if they're going to. I hope they do. Now, do you think that? Do you think it would be a natural progression for the character? I do. I do. Okay. I think um, that if I think that he would be able to uh, where it stands right now, I think he would be moving towards more serious and realizing how big of an effect that he truly can have. Uh, we saw that from his like interactions with with Cassie throughout the movie that like, you know, while he's been on his book tour, they've been working hard to like, you know, make some kind of difference. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think, I think he can, I think they can move him towards more of an actual character. Okay. Because if I'm going to be, if, Comparing Scott from in the comics, right? His origin story is very different. In the comics, I think Scott Scott's normally Hank hasn't been Ant Man for years in the comic books. Scott has literally been it for over like three decades. Um, other people haven't been have been it after him, but nobody notable. Usually, people who are like scummy and become like evil ants, like. Uh, a, a guy who took it was the third Ant-Man, became Black Ant, still has the Ant-Man suit. Uh, but Scott is Ant-Man. Um, mm-hmm. His portrayal when we initially meet him is that, his, his origin is that his daughter is sick in the hospital. The only doctor that can pro- like provide the care that she needs, the surgery and everything, is being literally held hostage by like some evil mafia head or something, some criminal, right? So Scott, being the loving father that he is, decides that he's going to take actions into his own hands because the police can't do anything, or I think he finds it out from a tip or something like that, that he's going to steal the Ant-Man suit so he can break in, beat the guy's ass, and save his, take the doctor to save his daughter, right? Yeah. And at the time... 
Hank wasn't Ant-Man. He was Yellow Jacket, which pretty much the same thing, except he was doing some nefarious things here and there. Um, costume changed once in a while. Uh, but he was Yellow Jacket at the time, so he wasn't using the Ant-Man costume. Scott takes it, does what he does. His daughter is saved. And he stated before he took it, he said, I'm, I will give it back. Like, no one was around, but he said it to himself, I'm just taking this so I can save my daughter. I'll, I'll give it back. He brings it back. Scott, uh, not Scott, Hank saw it all. He, like, he, just, he broke into his mansion, which I think was the Avengers mansion at the time. Um, he broke into the mansion, stole the suit. Uh, he, Hank saw all of it. And then when he brought it back, um, Scott was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, uh, like you can arrest me or I'll pay for whatever damages or stuff. But like my daughter needed, sa- like my daughter needed saving. So I needed to save the doctor to save her. Uh, Hank at the time was just like, like, you know, that's, that's pretty noble of you. That's pretty heroic. How about you hang on to it for a while? And as long as you're doing the hero things, I'll let you keep it. 30 plus years later, he's still Ant-Man. So in his origin, I honestly think that he's a, a much more serious character. There are times when Scott in the comics is like a jokey guy. That's just his personality. But when it comes to him being a hero, he's very serious. Um, they don't make too many jokes. I, I just don't think some things translate well to on screen, uh, especially since Paul Rudd like does a lot of comedy. So like I, you make it more comedic. Um, in in like contrast to how he got his suit in the movie, which wasn't a terrible way, but imagine if that was how we got introduced to Scott, right? Mm-hmm. This guy who they kind of tried to do it when he got out of jail and said that like he was like he pretty much like hacked a bank or whatever and gave back all the money and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't think the MCU does a really good job of portraying him as a very serious character. I feel like there's a lot of jokes. Uh, I talked to Aaron about this, that like the MCU has a lot more jokes than sometimes is comfortable. Uh, I think you've also brought it up once in a while. Um, yeah. That it's just too funny sometimes, just awkward jokes. Um, I feel like some of them happen in this movie, and I don't know. Him being a serious character, I I, I can see it happen. It's just, uh, I feel like it'd be a very big 180. Um, so, I have, a, I have a couple more points, and then we'll end it off. This is the end of Phase 4. This movie was the official first step of Phase 5. Just in a brief couple sentences, we wanted to do a quick summary. How did you... What did you think of Phase 4? From what Um, you watched. Let's see. Phase 4... From what I watched of it... I personally really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't everything that they had like initially said and hoped would release in Phase Four per mm-hmm. se. Yeah, because like some things got moved around, like Guardians didn't end up happening, um, and whatnot. But from all that I saw of it. I enjoyed it, 
And I'm also excited to see what the future holds for Phase 5. That being said, I'm also not nearly as excited for going into Phase 5 as I was like going into Phase 4 and post-Endgame. Mm-hmm. I... And that makes me kind of sad to say. Mm-hmm. This was the setup phase. There, a lot of stuff was just introduced to, exp- and a lot of stuff was reintroduced uh, to explain things that will happen in the future. I have to say, out of everything here, I want to. Uh, what was your favorite thing that you watched from Phase Four? Uh. Show movie. Either we'll Moon Knight or Spider Man. I <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I could watch I want more Moon Knight. I want more Moon Knight more than I want more Spider Man. Yeah. And it was standalone. <laughs> yes. I uh <laughs> I really like I really liked Moon Knight. Moon Knight was great. I feel like the end of Moon Knight was more exciting than any of the stuff that uh, has been talked about with Kang or even uh, the post credit scene with... or the ending of Spider-Man. I'm just saying. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, Yeah. And last thing uh, we'll talk about before we end it off. Implications for the future of the MCU. This is a very weighted question very broad question but what do you the future of the MCU from what we know is obviously going to be Kang centered yes we kind of know some stuff about the Guardians movie possibly less Kang centered we'll see in post credits um you think that there'll be I'll, I'll propose two questions do you think the next phase will be more enjoyable for this than this one also do you think Kang and this all, all of this lead up that we have will compare to the last 10 years that we had for the uh, Infinity Saga um, I know they're pretty loaded questions, you know, personal opinions and everything, but I'm just curious um, about how you feel about both of those. And I'll give my opinions. The first one, one more time. The first one is, do you think this future that with phase five, knowing what we know about phase four and knowing the little bit that we know about phase five, do you think what they have planned will 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 be better than this and build upon this to make it better? Because I think we can say that Phase Four is honestly not as good as anything we've gotten in Phase Three, right? It's it's the beginning of a whole new ten year plan or whatever. That Phase Four is just the beginning. Um, 
And do you think that the future will measure... Actually, I think I want to rephrase this. Do you think Phase 4 was as good as Phase 1? Because they are, they are the new... They are the beginnings of a whole new trilogy of like a whole new trilogy of sagas. They are the beginning of an entire stepway into like what is going to be a giant blockbuster movie eventually. Um, do you think? I it, do. I don't think Phase Four was as good as Phase One. Okay. Had a lot of good um, introductions. Had a lot of good characters in it, but I, I don't think it holds up either. No. Um. And it didn't have like a real capstone. Yeah, no, that's really that's that's very true. Um, and then the second thing that I asked is, do you think that everything leading up to what is going to be King Dynasty will measure up to the last ten years of the Infinity Saga, or the ten years of the Infinity Saga? Just from what we know. And the way that everything's been portrayed, and the I way that everything's has, been developed, I think it has a chance. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Phase Five is going to be rough. Uh huh. Because like, there's a lot to be excited for in Phase Five. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, from all that we know, that's going to exist in Phase Five. It doesn't seem like there's like a big capstone for it. That's the big thing that like, you know, that phases one through three had always. They always had some kind of capstone where everyone sort of came together or just sort of everything moving towards that point, which led to more points. This Mm -hmm. this as like the capstone or whatever, because this is the closest thing that we'll have to a capstone. The last what the last Marvel movie that actually came out was Wakanda forever, Mm -hmm. which in itself was standalone for the most part. Yes. Um, Very true. This one, the only reason that it's the only reason that it's connected to anything else is that King exists, but we didn't really like see him he wasn't a sure he conquered the quantum sure like you know he set up and talked about as this big bad guy uh and like the after credits scene showing off tons and tons of other kings all seemingly the conquerors or whatever um and just everything setting up for this phase it's we didn't see him do anything that makes him a good villain which the if, the most like dastardly thing that we saw him do in the whole movie was when he was like you know psychically basically destroying Cassie in front of Scott we didn't see like sure it's it was it's a horrible thing to discuss all of those like um groups of people that he uh caused to create the refugee camps and whatnot but we didn't see him do anything like that. We didn't see, like, you know, Thanos sitting in, like, a heap of rubble of a world that he just destroyed. 
we didn't hear these horror stories that like Gamora and other people set him up for for but being such a horrible villain. What we did get was Loki's invasion, which was supplied by Thanos. Yes, we did. Incom- we didn't. But we we didn't have. No, I'm I'm, I'm on the same I'm anything. on the same boat yeah. with you. That yeah. sure, inco- like if we compare phase one to pay- phase four, all of this eventually interconnected by the fact in phase one everything kind of interconnected with the fact that an Iron Man uh, Iron Man had set himself up as the hero, the first hero, right? That pub- is publicly known uh, mm-hmm. and shown off. Uh, they they just kind of brought the Hulk in there and said that the gamma radiation, like they have gamma radiation coming from the stones, which is okay. Um, Hawkeye and Black Widow work for Shield, but Thor has a direct connection because Loki, uh, Loki, works for Thanos. Loki, uh, how did the end of the first Thor movie go? I don't remember. But Loki was, he became part of Thanos's brigade, was given an Infinity Stone, was told to conquer Earth. So, and from, and we also have Captain America, who uh, the Tesseract was the Space Stone, and all of that uh, interacting together in Avengers. But they all, conglo- they all held together, and there was a reason why all of them were there, for some reason or another, uh... And it worked. Them finding something, like you said, a capstone, right? And we get an idea of Thanos because uh, we're shown Thanos a couple times in the movies. No, he didn't do anything. He was the guy in the chair. But he was the guy that was commanding Loki, the guy who uh, was part that was scheming in the Thor movies, who also was starting to create an invasion on Earth, right? Yeah. And then at the end of it, we see him getting beat. And then the Avengers realize, wow, this is a big threat. We need to stay together, right? Uh, or they, they, uh, it's, they went separate ways, but Nick Fury knew that he can call on them to be together, to be the Avengers, right? In comparison to this, where it's like, we haven't seen anything come together at all. We don't know where half of the people who are even in these movies fall in the timeline. We don't know where half of them are. We don't know if some of them, like, we, we don't know. We don't know a lot. I'm, they're setting him up to be the next Thanos, and Thanos was just constantly teased until we finally hit a point where he actually was there. We saw Kang at setting up as the next villain. Sure, like, there's hundreds of him, which is cool, but we literally saw this guy that's set up as the next big bad get defeated in this movie. Um... Which yeah. I don't, I don't think is terrible. It could be subverting expectations. They ended the movie with with Scott and his family eating ice cream cake, and Scott, for a brief moment, was like, "Oh God!" He said there were going to be hundreds of him. It's not anything, anything for me to worry about. Let's just move on to eat ice cream cake. Like, which <laughs> kind of harkens back to me being like a serious character question mark. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think so far. King hasn't measured up to anything that I was really expecting. 
um, which is kind of sad. But I'm looking at the next phase. I don't know where King's going to show up again outside of Loki season two. And yeah. if he's only showing up in like a TV show. Yeah, that means where, we're not going to see him for a whole other phase. Where's the move? Where's the movement? We, maybe, maybe we have wasn't. like four to f what? We have like four character introductions in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm honestly not sure. And it's really sad to say because, you know, where it's not like we're working with like a whole a whole bunch. We're just working with uh We're not getting another Avengers movie until phase six, which is in which is two years from now. Yeah. I don't know. But it sounds like we're ending this on a low note. But honestly, like, mm, not too, uh, not not the, not not the best, not the best stuff that's been, it's been happening. No. No. Uh. But you know we're not we're not all depressed about this. But uh, we have hope. You know. We all love the MCU, some form or fashion. But uh, I have no more opinions on this. Uh, we'll have the viewers decide for themselves if they like it or not. But um, yeah, if you do, you have do you have anything else that you uh, want to talk about with us? Nope. No, I've got nothing. That was quick. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess this will be the end question mark question mark um yeah anything else you wanted to bring up in general um well to make things end on a slightly high uh slightly better note did you see the new marvel comics news no no i don't know anything well, here about. Uh, i've 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 been holding this i'm gonna hit enter now to send it to you they're bringing back the ultimate universe Oh yeah, no, I saw this. Um, uh, so you lied to me? No, I, no. Uh, it's definitely something that is happening. I'm uh, excited. I didn't realize that the maker was still alive. I guess I should have known since he did literally Hickman? show up in. Huh? Hickman. The maker. Jo Jonathan Hickman. Oh, oh the yeah, maker. They, no, the maker. Reed Richards. Oh, um, yeah. No, he's in a. No, I didn't. I didn't. He was in um, the the carnage, absolute carnage thing. So I don't know why. I yeah, no, he's he was assume. budding around with. So he was he went to he was in like the regular six one six for a while. He was fighting the the champions uh, for a while. He was a villain for them, mm. uh, but he was studying the symbiotes because. The symbiotes have this thing called a genetic helix or genetic codex that yes. spans like the entire like multiverse. So he thought that if he could study the codex like of Venom in general, and he had a piece of the Venom from his universe, that he would be able to create this like pathway back to the Ultimate Universe, which worked. Um, mm -hmm. So it's interesting. They actually teased this back in like 2019, 2018. 
2019. Uh, because they had a storyline uh, that they showed us the 616 version of Miles Morales. Now, if you were reading comics back uh, during that time, we actually, when Peter went to the Ultimate Universe and then came back, um, he looked Miles Morales up and he was just like, oh, he doesn't exist. Uh, little did he actually know that Miles does exist in the main 616 universe. The only difference is that Miles does not have the same name, nor does he look the same. Uh, this version of Miles looks more Hispanic, Hispanically ethnic, uh, in oh. comparison to Miles in the 616, or in the Ultimate Universe, uh, that looks more uh, African American. Uh, so, we, it's a whole storyline. Uh, this version of Miles is best friends with Kingpin, and he was his jail buddy for a long time. Uh, really weird. Uh, but essentially, he became friends with him uh, during jail. Uh, <laughs> sounds so weird. Um, and they helped each other out. And this version of Miles was like working with someone about like universal, multiversal, like uh, travel or something like that. Um, and the reason that they were doing this is because, you know, Kingpin, he has a dead wife. Uh, so he went to the, a different universe to try and find her, right? Or to try and find that version of her so he can spend the rest of his life with her. We figure out at the end of the comic that the universe that he went to was actually the ultimate universe. So it's been alive for, it, it was, it's been revived for a long time. We've just never gotten comics about it. Um, mm. so yeah, little, little, little fun facts. It's, it's fun. Been, well, I'm excited. I really liked reading the ultimates. I, I, I like ulti the ultimate universe. It's, a uh, lot. definitely it's something to read. Uh, it has very questionable things in it, but oh, yeah. it says horrible things. Don't, don't look at the Ant-Man stuff. The Ant-Man stuff was really messed up. I don't um, look at any of the stuff The half of the X-Men stuff. Uh, the one time Wolverine was in Peter Parker's body. Um, tons of things are pretty bad about it. Uh, the fact that Captain America is very uh, racist. Um, yeah, and the, the Hulk. The entirety of the Hulk. Uh, it does have oh, some... It, it was very yeah. certain thingy. Yeah, it's... Yeah. The Ultimate Universe, it's very controversial that it's coming back. But uh, My favorite part was the fact that they all just thought Thor was kind of just crazy and just a dude with the oh, magical yeah, they were, help. They were just like, can you prove that you're like actually a god? And they were just like, this guy is just mentally insane. And then he was just like, maybe I am mentally insane. I'll just gaslit this poor god. Yeah. They're just like, oh, fuck, am I, am I insane? I don't... Huh. I'm just sitting in like the bar and like the dude comes like talking with uh whatever the like party Nordic god and like the dude comes over uh is like hey Thor uh, can I get you anything sir uh are you okay he's like of course I'm okay I'm talking to my friend uh, uh like fast bar or whatever and then he looks over and he's just gone yeah just like 
This guy's probably insane. There was a point in the comics where it was like, he's either actually just insane, or we like he thinks he's insane. We think he's insane, and so does like Shield. So it's just like, oh yeah, this this guy's just weird. So yeah, um, Fun yeah. Times. If you don't have anything else, I think we can wrap things up. Yeah, that's it for me. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at our Twitter handles. I am at lying underscore mask. I am at Vincent Barlow eight. And you can communicate with us uh, at uh, domestic BF pod at Twitter, uh, domestic BF pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email and Ooh. yeah, uh, thank you. Ultimate Maverick X for our art and we will catch you later. Stay beautiful, everybody.